songs and let's get dressed. It's somewhat happy hour with Josh Vest. Welcome to the Somewhat Happy Hour with me, Josh Vest, and today's guest is a film director, actor, singer, Grace Petro. Hi, Grace. Hi, Josh. I'm very Hi. happy to be here. Thanks for being here. Um, <laughs> to start off, I just want to say cheers. Cheers to you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, cheers. Uh, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I had to open the, the beer. Cheers. Uh, and uh, cheers to a great conversation. So cheers. Very excited. Yes. Cheers. Uh, I'm my, at 11 a.m. Uh, oh, yeah, it's 11 o'clock there, isn't it? For some reason, it's I thought you were, an, you were an hour uh, behind, but I guess not. No. Yeah, no, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to – I mean, not – not. It, this wasn't a lot of work. I'm saying just, like, with family and stuff, it's, it's sure. so annoying. To, but I feel like I've gotten used to it by now. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you're based in L.A., yeah? Yes, I uh, I moved to L.A., when I was 17 and I've, I've been trucking it out here ever since. So All right, living the dream out there in, uh, in Los Angeles. Trying to live in the dream. Go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so first off, just for some background, we did go to high school together. Our first two or mm -hmm. your first two years of high school. They were mm -hmm. my last, might've been my last two. I don't remember. I think so. 40, um, sorry, I have a dog. Key. It's okay. My dog Hazel makes a lot of appearances uh, on the podcast. Okay, well. cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we went to high school together. We have met, uh, we know quite a lot of the uh, same people. Um, yes. And it's, it's crazy that we haven't crossed paths before. Um, it's a bummer. If anything, it's a bummer. That's what I kept thinking because I feel like we, if I wish I had known you. Because I feel like we would have gotten along so well. Oh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's it's, uh, but it's okay. We know each other now. Exactly. Uh, so they and kept that, a lot of time. And exactly. That's all that matters. Um, mm -hmm. So let's see. Tell me about you. Tell me about yourself. Uh, let's just go that. Let's um, start there. Okay, I'm Grace. I I'm a director. I'm a writer. I uh, I I don't know. I I'm a doer. I think. I think one thing that my friends would say about me or my colleagues, which is kind of an ugly, annoying word, but I think I have those now, um, would just say that I, I don't know, I work really hard. I take a lot of pride in my work. And um, if I say I'm going to do something, normally I will do it, even if it's like really not, not the easiest thing to do. But I mean, those decisions have led me to whatever quote-unquote success that I have now and so I'm very like proud of that attribute I have I guess um I think it's actually just being stubborn I don't know if it's being anything else but like stubborn but whatever um and I'm a sister I'm a friend I'm I have dogs I am a server because I have to completely fit the niche of Los Angeles yeah uh, yeah creative, You're that so. artist lifestyle yeah, my, I don't have a bed frame. My mattress is on the floor. I'm really like, tr I mean, because as soon as you turn like 25, I don't know if I can pull that off anymore. So I'm trying sure. to like keep that I mean, going. I still sleep on my, my old futon from college. So that's you know, endearing I, though. Because I haven't the futon had a bed. Is, like, very romantic. Okay. I mean, I'll take that. Uh, I'll happily take that. I like it. You know, but I'm, I'm not the right person to talk to when it comes to like, yeah. Like I think it's I also I think it's very artistic and fun. So sure, but I'm sure yeah. a lot a normal person would say like, "Hey, Josh, get a bed." I mean, you know, you know I was I, I'm uh, gonna be moving in a few months closer to where I work, and the first thing in my head was, "Well, am I at the point in my life to where I need to go buy a bed?" You know, uh, I'm That's almost in my it? mid my mid twenties, so uh, it's it's almost time, you know, but. I'll I don't know. I don't know. Couch. I'll keep the futon as a couch. That way I don't have to go buy a couch. Uh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so what inspires you and who inspired you to go into film? Have you always um, had a, a, a thing for film? Like growing up, did you watch a lot of movies? Um, yeah. Is there any, I... anything in particular, like when it comes to film that you just like so much more than the other art forms? It's a I, question. No, no, I appreciate it. I'm probably going to give a loaded answer, so I apologize in advance. Um, but I, I do think I was very lucky in I just completely knowing that that was what I wanted to do. I never really 
had a plan B, but the only other things I had like serious ambitions for were like, I don't know, I used to, I used to, I mean, I still work with horses, but like I had a horse. I was like really trained people. I worked with them. That was like, I could do that. No. Then I raced cars for a few years and I was like, I could do that. No, that's also almost as impossible. So I picked the third most difficult thing to do. But in in the back of my mind, I was never not moving to LA, doing it, figuring it out. And it's like, it's that blind faith that you have when you're a kid that is just like, oh, it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. I know it will. And like, obviously it's kind of worked out. I mean, it was the most, it's been the most difficult work I've ever done in my entire life, but I got really lucky and I fell in love with the work and um, it, I've been able to make it into a company and something that I'm proud of and a network. And I, I don't know what 17 me would really even, I think she would shit her pants if she, we can cuss on here, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure. Yeah. I would, I would have liked that warning. Um, but <laughs> anyways, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I always wanted to do it, but I was, I think something that super got me into film was like learning about the puzzle of film. What I mean by that is like, okay, so this director worked with this actor who worked with this actor who worked with this producer who wrote this thing. And then if you like, when I was younger, when I was like 14, 15, 16, when my life was just shit mm-hmm. and film was kind of like all I had for myself, I would like take myself down these rabbit holes and then I would discover these films that I would have just never watched had I not like I guess put in the work which sounds annoying but like um that's how I found some of my favorite directors and actors and that's how I eventually like found independent film and was like holy shit like there's there's so much more to cinema than like we really know than than people appreciate than people whatever but that there's also this underground network of thousands and thousands of creatives who are pumping out some of the most like legitimate and tender work and representative if I'm using that word correctly work of like LGBT POC like that that's bit like I feel like that's much more a thing now in like higher budget studio pictures but like in independent cinema that representation has been there and it's just like not really been listened to and also not even in a race or sexuality or gender way but in just like a that this is a story I resonate to that I saw blah 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 like it's all there and like once I cracked that code of like finding independent cinema I was like there's no going back for me like I I want to help someone feel the way I felt when I watched films do you know what I mean oh 100% I feel the the way you feel feel about film is how I feel about uh theater uh yeah one I 100% and I'm with you and I I get you um So, uh, you've watched, I assume you, you know, you, you have quite a lot of film knowledge. Uh, what is your favorite film and then what's your favorite genre? Um, it's tough. My gut, gut reaction, favorite film. I always say Rumblefish, which a lot of people don't have never even seen. Let me pitch it for you, Josh. Let me pitch it for you because it's unbelievable that more people haven't seen this film. Okay. Francis Ford Coppola, who, you know, is one of, one of the best directors of, of all time period. Absolutely. So he he does Outsiders in 1983. Mm -hmm. And then that same year he takes Matt Dillon, who is one of my favorite actors of all time. I think he's just brilliant. And he makes Rumblefish, which is another Effie Hinton book. Um, and it's a, it's the reason I think I resonate with it so much and love it so much is because it was the first film that I saw that truly represented a what it meant what it felt like to be the youngest sibling and also like an actual sibling relationship like mm-hmm. it's something excuse me I'm having beer um something that I still right. appreciate when I <laughs> when I watch like I'm always puzzled with sibling relationships on film because I feel like there's not enough effort there and Rumblefish like fucking nails it on the head and it's so brilliant such fantastic acting but second tier but also like Stand By Me always top 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 pretty in pink um I love uh, this is another kind of lame one not lame but just not really super well known The Endless which is Benson and Moorhead they're brilliant you shouldn't have asked this question because I can't answer it no I can't 
all right that's that's just fine <laughs> it's hard i have it's a, hard, it's a very very difficult question yeah. yeah it's i mean it's I it's like a, i have like 20 million sure exactly um you know i i i i wanted to write that down to see if you had an answer i've never interviewed someone or know someone personally that can i can look at them and say what's your favorite movie and they have one they're like oh i like this but i also like that and da, 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 da. you know it's it, right it's a, yeah, and I think if someone can answer with one film, they're like a psychopath. So, That's my personal yeah. opinion. I, I, then, I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I like certain. There's, I had a favorite film when I was twelve. It's not the same film sure. as favorite film I have now. It's, right. it's a film that I love. Like that's how I feel about Stand by Me. I can quote it front to back until the day I fucking die. But yeah. I, it, I'm not growing with it. You know. Right. Right. Um, and to to come off of that, what 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 genre? Oh right. Um, I don't know. I think gut reaction. I always say horror because okay. I, I, I think I would say I consume that the most. Um, whenever I'm looking for something, I because I love CBD level horror or like independent horror because I think kind of what I touched on earlier. Like, there's a lot of people who are doing shit that just has not been done yet. Um, and it's mega, mega, mega impressive. But also with horror, you are able to kind of like, you can tell any story about any person, any place, any, anywhere and make it like, like not like ghoulish ghosty horror, although I do enjoy that and consume it, but like more like scared of yourself, scared of what you're capable of, scared of what, like, like human horror. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, we're making a, a we're in this like horror renaissance right now um yeah. that jordan peele really helped with with like obviously get out kind of started this whole like recognition of like that type of horror i guess mm-hmm. of just and introducing race and introducing like i said like all of those types of things and tropes into horror which like sometimes that's the easiest way to get some representation and understanding of like how people feel, you know, like sit, sit in these people's shoes for two hours and then come out like the way that I felt after watching get out as a white person. And I think any other white person who went and watched it, it was kind of like a, Oh, Oh God. You know, like, Holy shit. What did I just consume? And like, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, damn you, Jordan Peele, you brilliant, brilliant son of a bitch for making it so fucking good. It's, you know, when, when I heard he was coming out with a horror film, I was like, Oh, this is the guy from like mad TV that I grew up watching. And he's a comedian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kean Peele. Um, I might've just dated myself. I, I used to watch Matt. Did you ever watch Mad TV? You might be a little, I don't know. little younger than it. Yeah. Okay. That, that was a, I don't a know. Maybe show. it was on okay. uh, comedy central, uh, in the okay. early two thousands into the mid two thousands. But that's what I remember key and peel from, uh, both of them are on that show. Uh, but right. I read this article. Maybe you, maybe you do need to buy a bed. Maybe you are too old. I, I think I'm getting there. Yeah. I, I <laughs> after that comment, I think so. Exactly. Um, I, I read this article that uh, Jordan said uh, that that movie could have gone either way. It could have been a comedy or it could mm-hmm. have been a horror film. He just yeah. couldn't. Uh, he was talking about how the script is written. It could easily be a comedy, but mm-hmm. he wanted to, you know, I guess. And he did. He, he shocked millions and million, millions of people mm-hmm. from breaking from this, you know, comic guy to one of the best directors of 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 this generation now you know he's so well and then he he does us right after that and i mean like i i i i go back and forth i'm curious you've seen us yeah or not i I have not no really okay i know know what happens i know what happens uh okay well you gotta see it you gotta see it i i would love to hear your opinion on it because i i'm very curious i always ask people which one they like more because i think that he grew so much as a filmmaker just from one, like three years apart, which I mean, that's how any sure. entertainment is, but like he does, he, it's a similar, like, and now he's doing Candyman, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. so fucking excited for that. I love the original. I was, and then when I heard that he was doing it, I think I, I hadn't been back to the movie since COVID until literally like three weeks ago, because I was just being like extra stupid safe. Um, and 
uh, I saw, I'm sorry, I'm off topic, but it doesn't no, matter. We'll get no, back. it's okay. Um, I implore you, if you haven't seen it, to watch Pig with Nicolas Cage. He's going to win the Oscar I, this year. I've, I've heard won. of it. Yeah, I have not seen it yet. Josh, I'm telling you. I, I've heard, like, this is like, you know, because he's such a meme right now. But I hear Absolutely. this is like, you know, and he wasn't that way. Like, years ago, like 10 years ago, he was the guy. That's who Nicolas Cage is in Rumblefish, Josh. Is he really? He is. Wow. So and he's like well, a... Francis Ford Coppola's uh, nephew. Really? Don't know that. Yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. that's that's quite interesting. So, that's a fact so with this new film, do you think this will be the return of of his? You know, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that's because yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like I saw the trailer, and I normally try not to watch trailers anymore because I like to go in mostly blind. It's just a lot more fun. I think. Um, but I watched the Candyman trailer and I was like, okay, he's incorporating the thing that he's been doing of like, he's making statements and brilliantly and mm-hmm. statements that should have been made for a long fucking time. But also it's like, this is just at its core a horror movie. And I'm so excited because like I said, we are in this like horror renaissance where like horror is being super revamped and like Blumhouse is a big part of that. But, and I think Blumhouse is on it. I don't know. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Let me finish because I'll just keep rambling. But <laughs> I'm excited to see if he goes full horror because I think mm-hmm. like he could take so many different routes in his career. He's done so much. Yeah. Like he's just he's just incredible. So yeah. I don't know how we got there, but no, it yeah. doesn't matter. Love it. We got there. Yeah. <laughs> we um, got there. But yeah, no, you're you're so right. Is the horror films that are coming out now are so different than the ones that came out like you know. Five, ten years ago, we were really into that paranormal world. I right. remember being in uh, was that elementary school when the Paranormal Activities movie came out. I don't know. It was a long time ago, the first one. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of like kicked off this whole thing that, mm-hmm. in my opinion, just just beat that that storyline, you know, to a point where it was like, okay, let's let's, you know, Absolutely. let's move on. Um, and right. now there's, you know, they've moved on and we're seeing a lot of different things and we're seeing a lot of uh, remakes of uh, like classic horror films like the the It franchise. Um, mm-hmm. I personally found the original uh, a little bit more terrifying than the new ones. Me too. Thank you, Josh. Um, I appreciate that. I, I, what you. I, I, you know, a, a side note, if you in the podcast, I often talk about how I, I love the circus and I love clowns. So I've never been afraid of clowns. Never ever have I had a fear of a clown. But Tim um, Curry, right? And you know, well, Tim Curry to me—that's Rooster from Annie. So you know, that's yeah. what, or you know, Fern Gully, or you know, anything. He's been Absolutely. in a billion things. So, but he's also a, just a phenomenal performer. Uh, he, the way he's able to captivate is something that, like, I will never and never not try and study because he does it so effortlessly and it's one of those that i don't think we'll ever understand he's like the james deans of the world where it's just like how do you do it how do you just turn on but yeah no i'm i'm a i'm an obsessive king fan i've read everything that he's ever done he's big reason that i am a writer uh yeah yeah and i i am the same way i like ran my original it copy into the ground it's so scratched up now but that was i watched it so religiously and i think it still holds fucking up it's I'm, amazing I, I think what made the original so scary when it comes mm-hmm. to the it's look was it look like a traditional clown mm-hmm. and you know that's what made it kind of creepy and then today when they remade it a few years ago they really went into that, oh, he's a creepy clown, which worked, but at the same time, yeah. the the realism in the uh, other original version is what I liked. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, literally you know, like if a circus clown followed you home. Yeah. You and know, then, you know like, so, but yeah, same with the, the Halloween series. That's one of my favorite movies is the original Halloween uh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> I, I'm so happy. I, yeah, I saw I, it when I was way too young to be watching it. I think I was in absolutely. like the first or second grade. Mm-hmm. I I was with my dad and he was like, hey, you want to watch this movie? I was like, okay. And it was Halloween, the original like 19, what, 70s version. 78, it yeah. terrified me. Um, yeah. But now watching it, it's it's kind of like, oh, okay, I get, I get it. And then there's also like, 
what seems like 20 terrible sequels. Um, there's a few good ones. Yes, but the uh, new one, the, the new, new one, one Josh, is, is brilliant. Good. Yeah, yeah, with uh, that the Danny McBride really made, who's another like comedian. Yes, because, turn. okay, I really, if you like Halloween, you should uh, listen to Halloween Unmasked. I don't okay. know if you've heard of it. No. Um, it's like an eight-episode podcast where they interview John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis. They interview Danny McBride, all of these people about like how it came to be because it's absolutely fucking bonkers. I don't mm. know if you're that nerdy into it, but it it'll make you look at it so differently. And like yeah. Danny McBride, like I'm not going to spoil it. I want you to listen to the podcast. Sure, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I, I have some incredible. free time. Maybe I'll I'll just listen to it all today when I'm uh, working it's, here in a little bit. It's, it's really, really worth it. And that's why I really, because it came out right before the new Halloween came out. And so I like binged it right before. And the new one, I was so shocked. But it, that was also one of the first sequels that Carpenter signed back on to and Jamie yeah. Lee signed back on. She yeah. technically dies in Halloween. She 3. dies, yeah. And then she came back in, in like Halloween H2O or something, whatever, yes. or Halloween 20. She was in yeah. that. And then... I, but yeah, the, the ones that are coming out now are sequels to the 1970s original Halloween. Absolutely. Um, it's it's and, supposed to be, I guess, only the first and second happened. Only the ones by Carpenter yes, exist. Yeah. Like, go off, you know. And I, I just, I love those movies. I'm so excited to see the new one. And then, the, mm-hmm. what's the isn't the last one called Halloween Ends? Uh, I think that's Kills? the third one. Is it Kills? I think this one's Kills, and then next oh, year comes Ends. There's, yeah, so they shot them back to back. I only so know this because of I had a I had a friend that was in North Carolina, and they filmed it in Wilmington, okay. North Carolina. And he was there during one day. He was I think he was t- taking on a bike ride, and he came across uh, the Halloween set. And all these people were like, oh yeah, no, we're filming this movie, but we can't tell you what this movie is. But somewhere that he saw a big like Halloween sign, and he was like, oh. Okay, uh, and then he did some research and found out that they were filming uh, two of them back to back, so they could come out year after year. So, so it's going to uh, be. And that's such a that's such a insane thing to. I mean, it's so weird stumbling upon a set. I had no idea that that was even like because I'm growing up in fucking fuck year. I mean, the only time I ever stumbled onto a movie. set. I don't know if you remember. Yes. That. Yeah. Are you? I skipped school. Because I thought I, I remember thought that, yeah. Was be there. And Le- Leo was wasn't there. here, was he? Was no, he wasn't there. No, it was no, just uh, Clint Eastwood. I thought he was going to be there. Everyone thought he well, was. Yeah. Be there. I think and he I filmed something in Faulkner, though. Uh huh. Yes, I ditched with Bridget Puckett and Sarah Richardson, and we went okay. to the fucking courthouse. He wasn't there. I, I yeah, was like a no. diehard Leo fan, and, so. and it was only like a good like second and a half shot like it was a very small here's the courthouse boom it's done right if i remember correctly. yeah and i was like no you're completely right and also i think they filmed inside but obviously yeah we weren't allowed to go inside yeah i so i like, can remember i was in was i i think i was in middle school still i think i was in eighth grade well, i might have been in high school i don't remember no i think you were um, in eighth grade because i was in six okay all right yeah that sounds about right but i remember i so i went to school in old town where they filmed and the mm-hmm. whole street was like blocked off. Like you couldn't get anywhere yeah. near there with a car. Um, no. But yeah, where we grew up there, there was nothing, you know, they don't film around here. Um, if they it's, do, it's, it's very like, Oh, they did this here. Surprise. We just don't know. Exactly. About it. It's always, a surprise. but in, in LA, it's, I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't, think it's, it's, I don't think it's pretentious, but you do get used to it. But I will say, I don't know how you feel about Tarantino. How are you, I, what I'm you a fan. Think? I'm a fan. Okay, cool. I'm I'm a fan. I mean, we'll get we'll get there. Doesn't sure. matter for, sure. the, for the point. Um, I I think I was 18, so it was like my second <laughs> year out here. And my best friend Liam, he's the one who's in grow up with me. Um, it was his birthday, and I'm a big birthday person. I okay. love doing people's birthdays like all out. And um, for this birthday, one of the things we did was like a scavenger hunt through Hollywood Boulevard that was timed. And uh, we were in teams and we were splitting up and then all of the cars looked really different. And there was like this gate on Hollywood Boulevard, which normally like isn't fully blocked. And we're like, but we're like running. We're a little schmizzed. I'm not going to lie. Trying to get these little things done. And then we got fucking yelled at. Like, 
get off the set, get off the set. And we were like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? They're like, you're on Tarantino's set. And we were like, okay, cool. Didn't know what it was. We had no idea. Sure. Next year, trailer comes out once upon a time in Hollywood. And we were like, <sighs> like it was the it was the coolest moment I think of mine yeah, in my life. I, I think I, I could have died after that. After I had the realization. Because when we sure. just saw it, it was Tarantino's set, we were like, okay, whatever. Yeah, and okay. then when we watched it and we yeah. saw where we were, we were like, Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, fucking crazy. The only experience I have walking into a set was I was in New York years and years ago, uh, and the movie Smurfs, the live action Smurfs, was filming. Uh, and I was with my cousin, and we were just walking down the street, and this man just stands in front of us, and it was like you can't come any closer. And uh, it was like in the middle of Times Square or something like that. And I was like, well, okay, what's going on? And he was yeah. oh, we're filming a movie. Uh, and I was like, oh, what movie? And he goes, Smurfs. And I was like, like like the cartoon? He was like, yeah. If you look over there, there's uh, like Neil Patrick Harris was over there. And I forget who his co-star was. But they were both standing there filming a scene where they were like running from like a giant Smurf or something. So it was really funny to watch, you know. Uh, yeah. But, but Anyway, moving on, moving on from No, sorry. Um, that's No, 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 no. No, this is this is the point of the podcast, just to dive okay, deep. Okay, okay. Um, good, good. But but I want to get to something uh and that's about your films. We've talked about others films. Now I want to talk about your films. So okay. you have I've seen one of them. Uh mm-hmm. and it was the one that was recommended to me because it was shot here in uh mm-hmm. Warrington, Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. and the stars were in fact actually here in Warrington and they were not teased about being mm-hmm. around. Uh, tell me about, let's, well, what you have two. uh, yes. grow up is the second one, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Tell me about um, your first one. The first one is called for her. Um, we actually shot them back to back. Um, but the first one, which you totally don't have to watch, I implore you if you like horror, um, because oh, I, I didn't think really, you would enjoy I, it. I watched the trailer, so I didn't know if it would mm-hmm. what the what it was going for. But okay, it's thrillerish, whatever. Okay. I I can't I won't give anything away. But the log line essentially is this girl Lil, um, who lives in San Francisco. She starts getting messages from her little sister um kind of like imploring her to come home because something's wrong but like very vague messages um and she returns to her hometown and it is very obvious immediately that her hometown is actually a cult and um it things chaos ensues chaos ensues she's a part of something much bigger wow I, I can't give anything else away that's, because that's I will fair. spoil it. That that is fair. I know myself. I, I'm definitely gonna have to. I, I I'm gonna watch it now, uh, just because I, okay. I want to know what happens. So, um, well, I I uh, I do think that we should give because I would love to dive deep on grow up with you and be able to tell you things. So we should give a spoiler sure. warning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to give that now before we jump in, hi guys. <laughs> this is the spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Grow Up, pause. Go watch it. It's almost two hours. So it's, a good, it's a and good movie, sex. though. It's she's very sick. well done. Uh, that I, is incredibly kind of you to I, say. I don't I really, know if you're lying. No, no, no. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it uh, a few weeks ago when when we had just connected. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, My sister-in-law was the one. She was like, go, go watch this movie. Um and oh, she, did Haley see it? Yeah, Has she seen it? I, I'm not sure if she's seen it, but she was the one that uh, brought it up. And I said, yeah, I'll I'll go watch it. So I watched it. Uh, I and it was just, I, I I just, I applaud. And I just, you know, it's so well Thank done. You. I really enjoyed the yeah. story. Um, my one question, though, why Clark County and not fuck you? Is it because you didn't want people to say fuck you? It sound like you're saying fuck you I wanted it to, because basically the whole thing, which I guess sounds really tacky, is grow up, it, there's a helicopter, let's hold, <laughs> actually, no, it's not that close, sorry, I literally live downtown, so it's kind of always a shit show, but I wanted, like, the movie, 
to be able to be representative of anyone from a small town who has a similar story, but grow up is deeply, deeply autobiographical. I did not fuck one of my teachers. I'll make that clear. I want to make that clear. That didn't happen. However, all of the things that were said, all of the lines that were said are real. All of the relationships are real, even if they're not with that person. Like, sure. I, for that script, I pulled from my old journals, my old diaries, my pictures, like videos, like, I, I was very compelled to make it this place, but from any place so that, because if it was Fauquier, then people would be like, this is just Grace's story. But I think sense, when people though. watch it, yeah, I think people sometimes are shocked in a little bit. Like some people watch it and they're like, oh, that's you. Like, I get it. Like, that's your life. And then other people are, when I tell them it's more autobiographical, they're like, I had no idea that this was happening. This was happening. And I have to be like, well, yeah, but it's still a movie, you know, but right. I wanted it to be much more relatable than just like, I'm great speech row, you yeah. know? Um, and I, I just, I really liked, well, now that, you know, I, I, I had no idea that it was, you know, like that, but I, I just, I loved it. I've recommended it to a lot of my friends who are, you know, big independent film fans. Um, very sweet of you so hey you know this world you got to support fellow artists that's just how it goes no Um, i really appreciate it and so so tell me what was did you know you were going to film here or did you have did you want to film somewhere else and then this is just what it it all just you know worked out to come back here and film it well i started writing grow up um I actually got the idea for Mel um, because I was I was building a bookshelf and I like forgot a hammer. I didn't. I assumed that I could assemble it with everything sure. that I had. At the, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But I go to Walmart mm-hmm. in LA, which there's only two of them here. Shocked. Okay, that'll blow your fucking mind, Josh. Yep. Let me tell you about that. They, they people don't go to Walmart. I didn't even think here. they would have a Walmart in uh, in LA, but. Big culture shock. Big culture shock for me. Anyways, I go to the Walmart and I grab just a hammer and I'm walking out and I don't have a bag. And this man comes up to me and I'm a really nice person. I pride myself on being kind, but I don't have to be kind to men because it's not my job. Um, And this (laughs) man was like, need some help with that, sweetheart. And I turned and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was so mad about it my whole walk home that he like, saw a woman with a hammer and was like, I have to help her. And I go home and I'm making this bookshelf and I wrote it down. And I got the kind of like idea for Mel of like this girl who, in, cause she, I mean, the more I got to know Mel, she's so different from me. She's like mm-hmm. me in a lot of ways, but also more different, but she's very quick to be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like she's very, 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 I turns my stubbornness up to 12, which in some ways is endearing but then also it's like hey sister cool it and then I started writing and I had probably like 40 50 pages when I started going back in time to my old things and building Mel off of myself and obviously Mel is her thing with comedy that she tried to do I I did stand up for like a year and a half not was has never been a major part of my life but like obviously my thing is film but I wanted her to have something different. And I kind of became obsessed with the trope of like someone who just fucks up and fails. Like, I think there's something really empowering about failure in the one thing that you wanted to do. Like the only thing that you've ever wanted to do, because like I've had my fucking fair share of failures where I've been like, do I got to go home? But my big, my biggest fear in life is like, I have to go home to Fauquier County and because I failed at living here. Not because I don't like Fauquier, but because I've put so much pressure on myself since I was a kid. And so I was like, let's play this up. Let's see what would happen if I did that. And I wrote, like I said, like 50, 60 pages. And then we were shooting for her. And um, one of the leads, Phineas, he... Um, he was my writing partner for a long time and just someone I bounced ideas off of. And I had sent it to him um, prior to shooting just for him to read it because I didn't think it was anything. I didn't think there was anything there. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were on set and we were prepping for 
a big scene and I was like going director crazy, just like pacing, yeah, freaking out and getting shit ready. And he comes up to me and Phineas is very cool. He's very collected. He's kind of like, he says things and they make sense. It's really annoying. Um, and he goes, you know, I uh, think you should make that movie. Just think it would be really cool. And then walks away. And I love that. I was like, now I have to do it. Because the moment someone else was like, I believe in this. There is something here. Then I was like, full speed ahead. Um, no. So we wrapped for her. We shot from mid-September to early October. We were, I think it was three and a half weeks on location. And then we came back and we were disheveled. I had, I'm sure you can relate to this from being in production. Um, the pain that you feel after it's over. Yeah. It's, it's the most depressing thing I've ever experienced in my whole yeah, life. It's post, the worst. Post-show depression is what I call it. Or, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's tough. We, it's, you know, because you're around people like, all the time and then all of a sudden it's done. You're done. You'll never, mm -hmm. uh, you can work with all those people again, but it will never be the exact same. It'll never be the same. And you don't, you're not going to the same coffee shops. You're not going to the same right. bars after work and restaurants and those little things that you have no idea that you're missing. So I had never experienced that. I had never been on location on a set. I'd made shorts before, but like I was always sleeping in my own bed at the end of the day. Whereas like sure. we were sharing beds on location in the middle of nowhere doing for her. And we came back super depressed and just literally two days after the wrap party, which I think was a week after we got home, we decided that we were going to make grow up. And I, at first, I wasn't going to be in it at first. Um, but Phineas was like, you know, you got to do it. Like no one else is going to be able to do this role. Like, come on. And so I made him co-director and I, we co-directed together and we, I was, my one thing was like, I'm not shooting unless we can shoot in fuck year because when I'm writing it, I'm picturing sure. Molly's. Yeah. I'm picturing Old Town. I'm picturing these places that in my head, I will be so upset about as a director if I can't make it happen. And it ended up being doable. And we were able to get permits and locations and the rights. And like, obviously using a lot of the contacts from people I had and like Miss Marchesani was super helpful in a lot of that because, you know, she knows everyone. Yeah. Um, and like, it just ended up working out kind of like too perfectly. And so then we did it and we, me and my fucking seven, eight, there were eight of us, I think, staying in my mom's house. Um, and we were there for a month and we made it work. It was, wow. it was wild. Yeah. Um, I, I loved seeing, it was, you know, it's so, you know, when you're wherever you live and, you know, just odd seeing like, Oh, Hey, that's uh, you know, I drive by that every day. Uh, mm -hmm. but my favorite was just the, um, you shot in Old Town during what is, I consider the most beautiful time to be in Old Town Warrington mm -hmm. around the holiday season, Absolutely. um, yep. just because they put those lights in those trees and it just makes it feel like that small town that it is, uh, you know, it, it is, uh, and so I, I was so excited that, you know, you got all of that for pretty much the entire film. Um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, you. some of the locations, I it took me a while to realize where you were. Uh, and other right. things, like, okay, I know where that is. Uh, exactly. But, yeah. but I, you know, it was very well done. Now, is this somewhere, up, like here in uh, Warrington, Fauquier County, is that some, is this a place where you base a lot of your movies from? Like, do you see yourself coming back to film here? I do. I, it's weird because that's a great question, Josh. I, it's that thing where it's like, that's always going to be home. Sure. And so naturally when I write, it ends up being like on, even if I'm writing like a weird horror or something, like I'll be in the woods in by my mom's old house or on these trails or whatever. But like when I picture small town, because I, I do love, I do as much as I think me and many others from small towns claim to resent it. I'm so grateful and it is there is such a magic about it that is so film worthy like yeah. that is just beautiful and you don't you don't get that out here and I I also always find myself like 
whenever I do come home, I write, I'm so inspired there. And so naturally I do end up picturing a lot of things there, but also like other places in Virginia that I would have gone on like vacation or things like that, or like, I don't know, anywhere I have kind of core memory. Sure. I'm able to write from, which yeah. I guess makes sense. I love that. Um, one thing I want to add about the dance scene. Uh, okay. One that's that's was shot in the high school we went to. Um, but mm-hmm. so I'm an acting teacher. I teach uh, I teach full time at a middle school, and then part time I teach at a performing arts center here in Warrenton. Um, oh, I love that and, so much. And so I. Uh, I was watching and I, wow, I know that kid. I know this uh, nine out of 10 of the kids mm-hmm. I saw, I, I have either taught or I worked with them on a production of the wizard of Oz, but they were much, mm-hmm. much younger and quite, you know, like itty bitties when, when I worked yeah. with them. Uh, so I just thought that was funny. And, uh, uh, you know, it's summer, so I don't see the, those kids right now, but I'll see them in a few weeks. Uh, well, actually, they all graduated. Never mind, I won't see them. Um, but Hi. it was really, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was just such a treat to see them. You know, uh, uh, wow. I, I might not have been teaching them at the time, or maybe I was, and I just you know wasn't paying attention to what they were doing in their performing lives. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do remember hearing about you filming here. I remember I was so I used to live in Fairfax when I went to college. I lived there. Okay. Um, and so I remember uh, hearing through someone that they were going to be uh, in a film that's filming at uh, Faulkner High School. And I thought, oh, what are they filming at Faulkner High School? And I never, the person never told me what it was. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's, that's dope. Um, and then someone asked me around the same time you were here if I was involved in this production. And I said, well, I wish I, you were. I, I, I said to them, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they're like, you know, the thing, the thing that's being filmed here. Like, you know, and I was like, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, well, we saw, yeah. you know, we heard about it. I was like, uh, okay. But yeah, so, so I, I have a history with it. I remember it. And uh, I, I so wish I could have, you really know, cool. stumbled across it, you know, when it was actually uh, being filmed. And now, was this filmed in 2019 or 2020? 2019 but I will say about the kids really fast because that that day was my favorite day on set one of my favorite days as a director in my entire life um I mean I'm so pleased to hear that that's what your job is it makes I mean that's my dream I I love 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 working with kids especially on set that's what I want to do um and we had them for a full full 12 almost it was about 10 wow like a full day um and they showed up they were all eager and excited oh yeah so down they knew that they were getting pizza later and I remember like looking at these kids and being so terrified but at the same time like it rejuvenated my love for directing because I got the opportunity because I made sure we had so much time that day I got a story a character a character arc I let all the kids come up with their own plot for what the fuck is happening i love that so many scenes no but i mean like they're incredible like it's that thing that kids have where they just have no fear yeah and they we had hours and hours of film from that day and of course because of like sound and continuity we didn't end up being able to like play out any of the scenes but like all of those kids i mean it was the best day ever we we had we got to have a dance party all day and they got that like so many of them like made friends with each other who weren't friends before and they had such a blast and like I'm so honored and happy to hear that you like worked with them because I I still try to keep up with them on Facebook and stuff like that literally is one of the best days of my entire life yeah Um, and so let me ask you this being that was our high school gym that was the gym I graduated high school in uh yeah what was that like a, a weird feeling being back in that building and and using that space I assume you did, was, did you do like was this on like on a Saturday or something or was it like a break for the school during Christmas break that's okay. how we got away with it because um, okay. we I got into we started filming Christmas Eve really uh the grow up and then we filmed until the 15th of January wow. so we literally filmed for three four weeks like yeah. that anyways but um 
yeah it my first thing is I walked in I went smells the same yeah smells the exact I know exactly same, that, that I smell I, no, I, I yeah exactly and I had no idea and like I wa- I got to walk through like the side building and I was like I feel so gross but also like I'm doing makeup where I used to like get ready before a softball game and like I it felt so weird and like my best friends who have never been here are just like dicking around having fun yeah. and they're like are you okay and I was like I don't know <laughs> I'm kind of just like all over the place feeling it out it was it was very strange but also I needed to do it I needed to do it there I I felt so compelled to tell the story the way it deserved to be and like I didn't want to go to someone else's small town yeah. sorry don't care like I I do care about your other other people's sure. small town, sure but like I knew the magic that Fauquier had I knew yeah. And it, it translates very well onto screen. I, I felt maybe maybe I'm biased because I grew up here and stuff. So uh, no, but that, I wanted it to. That's all that I care about. Hearing you say that means the world to me because, like, to anyone else, they can watch it and say that's a small town. But it was the amount of pressure that I felt knowing that people from Fauquier would see it. It's the, it still scares me because I think a lot of people assumed initially that it is a fuck you to fuck here because Mel is so sure. resentful and so hating. But if you actually look at her and you realize like she would not have gone home if she didn't want to, right. she would not. And then towards the end of the film, she's, she admits it. She says, I like it here. I feel like people know who I am here. Like I love this place. And she just is not supposed to be there. Just like I'm not supposed to live my entire life there, but like, she has such a love for it that she's terrified. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I was worried that people wouldn't get that, but no, one hundred percent. Like it's it's there. I mean, I felt it. Uh, you know, but who knows what other people feel? Fuck uh, them. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, what when you were filming at the bar at Molly's, which is one of uh, Warrington's uh, most well known? I mean, it's right in the middle of Old Town Warrington. Uh, yeah. Were you filming there in like the odd, like odd hours of the night, like 2 a.m.? Yes. So we, I think we, it's all kind of a blur, but we got Molly's for, I think, five days total. And we had to start at 5 a.m. and be done by 2 because they opened business at 3. Oh. Um, and Oof. so we were getting up at 4 a.m. And another unfortunate uh, it won't get back to them it doesn't matter we were drinking because sure. we were like all the scenes where like mike and i take shots like liam's my best friend in the entire world so it took a uh-huh. lot of prep to uh to get there uh-huh. i love him i love him dearly but like him and i are flirting across a bar and we're just taking shots of whiskey um and then <laughs> we would like go on like when we warmed up liam and i would go run all of old town um just like really fast because it's fucking 28 degrees and we couldn't warm up and we would realize like are we drunk at 5 a.m yes okay keep going let's keep going but then the karaoke shot um that was real as you can tell because everyone was there yeah i was i was like wow that looks like like good for her for getting all these people in here and no, no, no. Do we did not hire any of them. Um, we signed up. I signed up under Mel. And um, then we just performed as if nothing was happening. And we snuck our cameras in. We got one shot at the karaoke. Really? It was the most terrifying shot of my entire life. Yeah, I um, bet. <laughs> because we had, we had literally, and obviously like the other times during when we're in the bar, it's not supposed to be crowded or packed. Like it's supposed to be like, like Molly's where, there's a few people in there, blah, blah, yeah. but then we wanted karaoke to be big. And so sure. we found out when sign up was and we showed up and it still scares me. Still I, scares I me thought that day. was just great. Cause yeah, I was watching that and that scene, I was like, damn, there were a lot of people in here. Like, that's amazing that she got all these extras in here. Um, there were also people that we know who yeah. were in the audience. Um, Obviously I didn't fucking know that was going to happen. I should have assumed. Sure. But like I'm looking around and I'm about to go, and I'm like I know her, my class with her. That's my old coach. That's and Finn was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "All of these people know me, and they're gonna be so weirded out that I'm singing under a different name." And like it was so, it was the most bizarre thing. Yeah. But we pulled it off. Thank fucking god. It was but great. 
Um, um, thanks. Uh, I, I mean, you know, as a performer myself, I don't think I could uh, get up in front of all the locals that I know. Like, oh, I see you at Walmart all the time, or you know, went to school with you. Just to be, oh, I'm just gonna do this. You right could. You. Um, you could. Uh, so before I move on to the next section, which is going to be about if uh, uh, upcoming and you know what your process with that. Um, is mm-hmm. there anything else you want to say about, about these movies? Like, you know, what, uh, anything, anything really, anything I might not have asked that you wanted me to ask? No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, thank you for asking things at all. It's always a very weird thing to have people talk about your shit, especially, like I said, people from Fakir, that's my most terrifying, but also sure. the audience that I really want to aspire to. But it's interesting because I have so many people in my life who think, for her is better no question and then there's a lot of people who swear that grow up is better and like I don't I can't see them in that lens I can't I can't like speak to their audience ability because like I spent every single day with them for two years you know what I mean like I edited grow up I that's that was and I did all the music I did the composition so like during COVID I, I I I mean I can't watch it, you know, yeah. like it's terrifying. And for her, I was a little further away from, because I hired an editor. Um, but still at the same time, I'm like, when I look at it, I remember where I was sitting when my actors were going, I'm not able to watch it yet. I think I'll be able to get there soon. Maybe in like a year. Sure. But no, I just, I just thank you for even caring and asking questions. It's very sweet. Uh, it's very uh, strange. <laughs> Would you ever have a screening here? Uh, in Fauquier County, we were supposed to, and then COVID hit. Really, that was the whole plan. Really, yeah. where were you going to do the screen? We were going to do three nights. We were going to do one at FHS. Okay. We we're going to do try to pull off one at Great Meadows with a big projector, um, and then we didn't figure out the third one. But I wasn't. I was trying to see if I could, because there's a way to do it. If you just do like the, I was trying to pick a small movie theater, but the, the smaller, the one that I wanted to do is Fredericksburg, and I was like, oh, the regal, yeah. 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 And I was like, I could pull that off, but then we're not even in Fauquier anymore. So I don't know if it, but that was our plan. We were going to do like a tour with it. We had That's awesome. a lot of press and things and then whatever. We all know what happened. Right. Uh, hopefully that doesn't yeah. happen again to you when, on your press tour. Uh, or to any of us. Thank you much. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, so before I move on to this next question, I want to ask, you know, so you, one, you're a singer. I You sing in the film. Uh, and your mm-hmm. music is played in the background. Wonderful voice, beautiful songs. Um, Thank you. Would you ever make a movie musical? I don't I, know. I, I know I, I could not imagine trying to put one together. I could not imagine trying to be in one, uh, you know, going over and over and over. Because, you know, acting over and over again is, you can get through it. But if you're singing, like, you know, 12 hours six days a week exactly it'll hurt it'll hurt yeah I mean I don't know I think of like the the genuinely that like good musical films that I think have come out that I really enjoy like the first one that I think really caught my attention was like the last five years like I really enjoy that yeah um and that kind of changed it for me where I was like oh this is possible because I was not hesitant to musicals but I'm not like super super I'm much more of a theater person than a musical person I think you're the same I am yeah um as far as what you do yeah yeah unless i'm wrong no you're um, you're, you're correct i stay away from i, I have such, i have a big appreciation for it but sure. i'm not like it, it takes a really one that's really got to hit me hard for me to be like listening to my listening to it in my car sure but there's something about like i don't know like la la land is, is yep. i think a phenomenal film and like as a filmmaker i i was very drawn to it I don't know if I could pull it off. Damien Chazelle has the mind where he's able to pull off tempo and things like that. Like my music has always been like, we weren't even going to use my music and grow up. I wasn't even supposed to edit it. And then COVID hit. And so I had to do it and we were going to try and get the rights to all these songs. And then I was like, I can just use mine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I've only ever done music for me. I've never done it to put it out anywhere or to like, it's always been a very personal kind of like just something I like to do. So I would have to have a lot of help. I gotcha. Guess, gotcha. What I would say. Um, so uh, what's, what's next? Can I ask you that daunting question of, do you have something 
I mean, I know the answer to part of this question, um, but for the sake of the podcast, yes. what's what's next? Grace, tell me. Um, we are working on uh, something very exciting um, that we, we wrote a script during COVID, Sydney, my, uh, my co-writer partner for all intents and purposes in film. Um, we wrote a script during COVID that we've been reworking, reworking, and then we were going to make it at the beginning of this year. And then we ended up getting a, the distribution deal and that became a ton of work. Um, great work, yeah. great fun work. Because, yeah. Like we're getting our movies out there, but um, then it gave us the opportunity of people who we don't know are watching our shit. We have, we're in festivals we're winning festivals we are out there in the world we are becoming part of a percentage where we're we have the ability to pitch to people now so we are in the process of pitching our next feature um which is going to shoot next year that we might have josh Beston. Uh, oh how's that um but we can say no more can you tell me the title or do you want to keep all of this completely I legally can you can you tell me? Oh, I can I can technically do whatever I want. Just is Sydney gonna kill me? Um, <laughs> here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. It is, it's nothing nothing that we've done before. It is much more for her than grow up, but it's quick, it's fast, it's and it's scary. Is this? Cause I don't know this answer. Is this the trailer? that's on your company's Instagram? Is that what this is called? No. no. That that was just, that was basically all of our accomplishments. Because that was, we have BHAG Day, uh-huh. our company, like, when it burst, it was just its second, second birthday. So mm-hmm. we always, like, put together kind of some fun stuff for that day. Um, and that was, no, the thing that's the thing that that was hinting on is we're getting involved with um, a few charities in Los Angeles and a few um, like working with potentially foster kids in film and I love all that, that fun stuff. I'm very very excited about it. That's kind of the new venture that we were. I mean, we are working on a new feature and it's going to be fucking epic. Sure. But, um, but is yeah, this one also set in like a small? town area feel where, where is this one Can, I, i'm just trying to get information out of you without uh no, without no. you spilling too much no this one will be in a small town not in virginia it might it's looking like we're going to shoot in montana really that's yeah neat. Montana. wow okay mm-hmm. um so what uh can you tell me anything else just for the you know to keep making uh having these listeners want to come back and watch uh this film when it comes out and i would assume probably what late 2022 maybe early 2023 sometime at some point i who knows well, the release date has been maybe involved maybe involved i guess we'll i've been i've been thinking about it i'm not lying uh-huh. we because we haven't started we haven't started fully casting it and uh anyways we can talk about that separately. yeah we can talk but, about that off um, yes <laughs> um i am in it so sydney but we are um this is potentially going to be the first film that we are able kind of to do whatever we want, meaning we might have a really big budget for it. Big for us. Cause we shot grow up for 5,000. We shot for her for 10,000. Um, and this one we could, it's looking like we might have a lot of money for it. Meaning we could do the fucking dolly zooms. We could stay in hotels if we wanted to, we could, I mean, and we could, do like an actual five six city release instead of doing a prime distribution which would be it's going to be a big movie is what yeah. i'm getting at but i don't want to say that i don't want to jinx it but that's that's what i got gotcha. you well congratulations yeah. that's very exciting well thank you um, thank you that's that's the hope yeah yeah i can't wait to to hear more about that uh off air um so uh <laughs> what piece of advice would you give those who are interested in being a filmmaker um to fall in love with the work because it is incredibly possible to do so if you are going to make films 
without people's help, which is what you have to do unless you're Brad Pitt and you get really fucking lucky. Um, meaning like Sydney and I started making films on our own accord because we realized no one is giving handouts. You know what I mean? Like there is no one out there who is going to help you because we live in the city where thousands of people come every single day to do the same thing. So if you're going to be an independent director, you also have to be an independent producer. You have to be an independent caster and writer and location scouter. And if you have the ability to see past, like, cause it seems so impossible to understand that it's going to be worth it because you're doing all this work for potentially no payoff. But if you do it every fucking day, that's, that's, what's going to stick out. Like, I don't even know if I'm quote unquote talented or if I am just stubborn enough to where I did the work every single day since I moved out here and I did not take no for an answer. And I was like, you're going to fucking watch it. We're going to do it. You're going to enjoy it. And then people were like, Oh, maybe there's something here. Like that's how people do it. Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm like, I'm not successful by any means. I've gotten some things done that I'm really proud of. But again, it's that thing of like, just do it. Just really fucking do it hard. And don't be afraid to put in the stupid work and I don't know, get creative with it. Like get drunk in your apartment by yourself and write a script and then read it the next day. And you might really fucking love it. It might be like one of the best things you've ever read. And then talk to your friends, pitch it, go big, go so much bigger than you thought you could, because like, you never know if like a big budget producer is looking to help out the underdog. Cause sometimes they are, Sure, you know, that's great. Yeah, I love talk. that. That's, that's really good. No, I really, really like that. Um, so, uh, to end the show, I always go with an RQR, which is the random question round. Um, and I've sent you this question. I don't always send my no. questions to my guests, uh, but this one I felt you might want to know beforehand. My question for you yeah. is, if you could direct a remake of any movie, what would it be? So hard, because it's just so hard. I... There's like a few I have in mind, but I feel like so many already have remakes, but I feel like I could do them proper justice, which sounds really pretentious. But if I, if, if, if you're saying like I had as much money as I wanted yeah, to make. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like the world's my oyster. Yes. Type thing. Yeah. If the world is my oyster, I'm allowed to do whatever I want with it. Probably if we're going horror, I would do Blair Witch. Okay. I'm surprised that one hasn't been remade yet. They did, and it. Oh, is there a remake? I know there's a sequel. It's technically a sequel. Oh, is that, and okay. Water Sanchez isn't on it, so what's the point? Sure. But like, I would want to do an entire full, full, full remake, and I think I could absolutely murder it. The other one I would be interested in doing. I, actually, I don't even think I, I would want to do Rebel Without a Cause, but I <laughs> don't know how I would pull it off. Sure. Because I think it'd be impossible. Because James Dean is Rebel Without a Cause, but right. like maybe something similar to that i don't know but that's the thing about these films is like the reason they're good is because the people in there were absolute right yeah like they're fucking just, powerhouses they're, they're like, perfect and yeah that's just how it works that's why yeah. you know re remakes or there's a 50 50 it either works or it's it's gonna be tough you know or friday 13th i my dream has always been to make my own my own friday 13th it's it's uh, other than I mean, it's my favorite franchise. Halloween's a close second, but yeah, those those are good ones. Uh, I know there's mm -hmm. been like fan because they couldn't call it uh, a remake or or another edition. I knew of a mm -hmm. uh, a fan film, but it wasn't treated like a fan film. It was you know they uh, I think it was called Voorhees or something like that. I don't remember, uh, but they they okay. made this full movie and it took like two years to make. Um, but I, I, I don't know what I'll happened to it. it out. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, first I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation and, and, and oh thank gosh, you for thank being you. here. Thank you for, uh, being, uh, speaking at what is 11 a.m. your time, uh, and, and oh my gosh, are you kidding? Conversation. Um, Josh, thank you. This has been <laughs> such an honor. Seriously. You're uh, so endearing and you are a really good host. Oh, thank you so much. And, and it's. I, I'm glad we, we've got to know each other uh, after crossing paths and I'm sure even physically, you know, uh, in high school, oh, I, I'm sure we've crossed paths. Um, so, but, but 
can you plug your uh, company's Instagram? Because I wrote it down, but I, w- I don't yeah. know if I if I have it correct. So I want you to say it. It sounds crazy. Um, it's called Bug Has a Gun. Okay, that's Productions, right. But our, our Insta is just Bug Has a Gun. Um, and I think we have a Facebook too. I don't know. You can follow me because we normally announce the shit on our own shit. And then we go to BHAG. We're working on our rebranding right now. But... <laughs> We we do have production company. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Um, and you can check out Grow Up Anne for her on Amazon Prime. Yes, that's where I watched Correct. it. Yeah. Is it in? Absolutely. Is it anywhere else? Have you made the Netflix deal yet? Uh, not yet. We're trying to get. They're on DVD as well. Oh, nice. Um, where can you get the Amazon? You, you can Walmart and Amazon. Walmart, really? That's awesome. Congratulations. And apparently, apparently. I think I call bullshit, but apparently they're in some red boxes. Really? Um, across across the continental U.S. So well, uh, I have I to go to the store I, later, and there's a red box at the store, so I'll I'll give you I'll give it a look. Uh, yeah, give it a look for me. Let me yeah, know. I'm too yeah. scared. <laughs> well, Grace, thank you so much. I'm gonna raise my cup again to you and give you a nice cheers. Uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. Cheers. Uh, I uh, can't wait to see what you do next and we'll have to have you back on the podcast once the next film is released. So thank you so much, Grace. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Somewhat Happy. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. The drinks are over and we hope that you know. If you're feeling down, just join the past. It's the Somewhat Happy Hour with Josh Best.